This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. guys what's going on and welcome back to onwards and upwards the podcast where we talk about all things health wellness lifestyle and pretty much everything in between my name is hope if you're new and i'm super excited that you're joining me today thank you so much for being here i honestly really appreciate it and happy valentine's day it is tuesday as i'm recording this and i feel like it's really fitting with today's topic today we're going to be talking about not our romantic partners not our platonic partners we're going to be talking about our partnership with ourselves we're going to be talking about solo dating self-love and how it's really made a giant impact on my own life. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and jump right into the weekly segments. Something I'm loving, something I'm doing, and something I'm working on. Okay, something I'm loving lately has got to be waking up early. I've always been a morning person, but I think I fell into a little bit of a slump in the past few months where I wasn't waking up early. I wasn't really on my morning routine game, and I've really started to get back on it, and I could not be happier with how it's going. I wake up in the morning, I journal, I read, I drink my coffee. I think that the benefit to me waking up early before I go to work is that I don't really need to like rush and I think that whenever I have to rush anywhere I just get stressed and overwhelmed so right now I have just the most relaxing morning routine I'm not trying to get you know an hour workout in if I move my body for five minutes or if I go on a quick little morning walk I'm cool with that and it's just been really relaxing so I think that what tends to happen is we think about a morning routine as something that has to be really fast-paced when I actually think it should kind of be the opposite. It doesn't have to be something where you're going, going, going the whole time. It can be something that you use as a chance to connect with yourself before the day really starts to get going. At least that's how I view it and that's been a really healthy way for me to approach a morning routine and that's kind of what I've been doing now and honestly I really am just loving it. Yesterday was a really good day for me. I woke up, did my whole little routine in the morning. I got a 30-minute Pilates workout in. I just follow them on YouTube and I like doing at-home workouts. I'm not really a go-to-workout class type of gal, um, but I just kind of followed that at home and it was just relaxing and it really just made me feel like I had a really good start to the day. And I'm definitely somebody who, if their morning goes well, then I think that the whole day goes well. I just am really impacted by my mornings and they have the power to completely transform how I feel about the day. So it's really important that I love my morning routine. And I think that I finally do love it. But that's something I'm loving. Something I'm doing would be splitting up my tidy sessions. So I always do a quick like 15 minute tidy in the morning. And I just find it to be really helpful because I can just start off the day on the right foot. And I just feel like it leaves me in a pretty organized space, which is something that I definitely need, especially since I work from home. But the only problem with doing a one 15 minute tiny every morning is that as the day goes on, you tend to make little messes everywhere. So for example, if I eat breakfast, I'll leave my plate in the kitchen. I won't necessarily clean it right away. Or if I make coffee, I'll leave some stuff out. If I do my makeup in the morning, I'll leave some of my makeup out or my brushes all around. So by the time like 11 o'clock hits, I will have all of these little messes 
all around my home. And normally what would happen is I would just leave them until the nighttime where I do my 15 minute tidy at night. And then it would kind of leave the second half of my day feeling a little bit more messy and unorganized. And I don't know if you guys are the same way, but sometimes when I see if there's like a mess anywhere and it could be really small too, my brain says, okay, you need to go clean that up right now. And I think I use it as a form of like, quote unquote, like productive procrastination where I tell myself, oh, I can't start working on this project yet because my space isn't clean. And so I'll end up going and trying to clean up that space at random times. And essentially what I'm trying to say is that I think I have been adding a third little tidy session in the middle of my day that's been really helping me. So what I've been doing is in the morning, I wake up, I do my routine 15 minute tidy. I will do any dishes I left out. I'll clean up my bed. I'll do a quick vacuum, that type of thing. And then when the afternoon rolls around, I'll do a 10 minute tidy. And usually it hits about my lunch break. So at the end of my lunch break or at the beginning, I'll just scan the house for any little quick thing I can do. I've followed that two minute rule, I think it's called, or like the five minute rule, where if you can do it in under two minutes or under five minutes, you should just do it right away. So I've been following that rule and that's kind of what I've started to implement in my like lunch routine. I don't know if I should even call it a routine. I just have been tidying a little bit throughout the day and it's been making me feel way more organized. So I would really recommend doing that. And I'm a big proponent for splitting up your cleaning sessions because I'm not the type of person who wants to clean for like two hours every Sunday. I'd much rather do a little bit every day throughout the week. It just makes it more manageable for me. And I think I've just been taking it a step further. So instead of doing a 30 minute cleaning session, I'll do a split up of like, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there and 10 minutes here. But that's something I'm doing. And finally, something I'm working on is learning to be okay with where I'm at in life and trying not to compare myself to others. Now, this is really hard, especially when you see people your age going out and doing things that maybe you haven't done yet. Like I can't afford to buy a house yet, but I know people that are buying houses. And it is a really weird situation to be in because when you see other people doing things, it almost makes you feel like you're on this ticking timeline and like you need to be doing it as well when that's definitely not the case. I talked about this a lot with my partner last night and we just kind of debriefed on how we were feeling about where we're at in life, how we wish we were further along, how it feels like we're falling behind. And I really don't know where that comes from, but I know that a lot of you have expressed that you feel a similar way where it just feels like we're really behind. It feels like we're not where we're supposed to be. It feels like we should be so much farther. We should have, you know, this degree we should have this job, we should have this house, we should be living in this city. And I don't really know how that happens. I just know that it's always been something that I've struggled with. And I know that a lot of my other friends struggle with it too. It just always feels like we're falling behind. And every time we feel like we catch up, we just fall behind again, if that makes sense. So instead of trying to force myself to try to keep up with this imaginary timeline, I've been learning to be, or I've been working on being okay with where I'm at in life. And I feel like I'm going to be a lot happier and more content in my life if I can really figure that out. But yeah, that's something I'm loving, something I'm doing, and something I'm working on. You guys have been saying that you really enjoy these weekly segments, and I'm I'm so happy about that. I wasn't sure if this was going to be like going over well or what you guys were going to think about it, but it sounds like everyone's enjoying it. So definitely share your responses to those questions to me over on Instagram as well. I'd love to chat with you there about it. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, why you should start taking yourself out on dates. Let me start this off by saying that I was never okay with being alone. I always had someone around, whether that be a family member, a friend, or a partner. I honestly just had to be around someone at all times because when 
when I wasn't around somebody, I felt awkward. I felt out of place. I felt like I couldn't go out and do things by myself. And I've been like this for pretty much my entire life. Even when I was younger, I had feelings like this. And while being around people isn't a bad thing, it's also really important that we take time for ourselves every so often. Otherwise, you can end up feeling really uncomfortable when you're faced with the situation where you're alone. A little bit of backstory on this. In 2020, when everybody started to quarantine, everybody was at home, social outings became non-existent, I found myself with more alone time than ever before, and I think a lot of us were in the same boat. I would sit at my desk or on my bed and think about all sorts of things, but more notably, I would sit down and feel incredibly lonely and uncomfortable, and I think we all experienced something pretty similar during that time. It was super difficult to deal with, we made it through, but it was hard, and I think a lot of us are still feeling the aftermath of that, and that's kind of what I am stuck on to. And honestly, I've been on a mission to change that. I don't want to feel so uncomfortable when I'm by myself. I didn't really like that if I was ever alone in a room, if I had to go alone to the grocery store or to a coffee shop or to wherever, I would feel awkward. I would feel uncomfortable. I would feel like I had to have someone there with me. And I think that that's something about myself that I really realized needed to change if I ever wanted to have a better sense of independence. So about six months ago, I set out on a journey to become my own best friend. And that's not to say I shunned off my other friends to do so. I just slowly started to spend more intentional time alone. And the key here is, is that it was intentional time alone. I had no idea how life-changing it would be for me. Honestly, it was crazy how fast and how drastic the impact was on my life. I went from being somebody who could not stand being alone. I always had to fill my time with, you know, friends or people or family. And now I am okay if I don't have anything to do on a Friday night. And I think that there's a whole conversation here to be had about FOMO and about feeling like we're going to miss out on life if we don't always do something or be with somebody. But honestly, I think that there's a really powerful wave in social media right now talking about how what people spending time alone and having these little self-care nights have become so important to them. And I'm definitely on board with that. I posted a video or actually a few videos a while back and it was all about how I take myself out on dates. I, you know, set up solo dates for myself and I go out with myself, not in a weird like romantic way, but just kind of in a, hey, I want to go do this and I don't need somebody to go do it with me. When I first started to realize that I was even capable of doing this, it was pretty shocking to me because like I said, I've always wanted to do things with people. So for example, if I want to go grab coffee, rarely do I ever just go grab coffee by myself. I would be like, okay, like, let me take my boyfriend with me. Let me take my best friend with me. It was always like a group thing because I just didn't want to go alone. And I don't want you guys to get this confused with like, wanting somebody's company because I think that's so different. It was the fact that I was really uncomfortable with going alone. It was the fact that it made me anxious. It was the fact that it made me feel weird and feel weird about myself and who I was whenever I would go places alone. And so this whole idea of solo dating was super intimidating because I was afraid of being judged. I was afraid of being criticized or whatever. And once I got over that, that's when I really started to see the benefits of it. So my first solo date was at a library. I went by myself to grab a coffee and then I headed out to find my next little read. I walked alongside countless bookshelves and eventually ended up grabbing another romance novel, much like my last, which by the way, guys, if you have any book recommendations, definitely let me know. I've made it my mission to really start reading a lot more this year instead of watching Netflix or TV. I definitely feel like when I read, it leaves me with a better sense of peace and I feel more relaxed than when I watch a TV show. Anyways, I found a spot to sit and I stayed there for maybe an hour just reading this book. So it probably seems pretty chill 
chilled and pretty simple, right? No, wrong. My anxiety was absolutely through the roof, and even today, I'm not really sure why I felt so anxious about the situation, but I definitely did. I think what it was was I was alone, right? I had nobody with me, and I looked around the library, and everybody was with their friends or their couples or their classmates. They were working together at different tables in different sofas, and I was just there alone. And honestly, thinking back, I'm sure there were other people who were there alone as well, but when you're in that situation, your brain doesn't focus on that. Your brain focuses on the fact that there's so many people out there with their friends, with their couples, or with their partners or whatever, and you're there with nobody. And I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but it is definitely something that made me so anxious. I felt like I was being judged. I felt like it was awkward. I felt weird for being the one who was like the only one who was alone there. And it just was a little bit uncomfortable for me. And honestly, it made me not want to pursue this whole idea of solo dating. But I ended up deciding that I couldn't just end it there. I couldn't end this journey there because I was a bit uncomfortable. So I started going to the library more often, trying to get out of my comfort zone in that way. And then eventually I upgraded it to solo coffee dates, solo picnics, and solo breakfast dates. Eating at a restaurant was probably the most intimidating one when you go somewhere and you're like, oh, table for one. Your instinct is to kind of cringe. And I don't know why I do it because there's nothing wrong with it. And when I see other people out eating alone, I don't think, oh, they're weird for that. I just think that they're eating alone. So why we criticize ourselves for being out alone in places is beyond me. But honestly, I did it. So why am I telling you this? I want you to understand how going on these solo dates not only made me feel more comfortable with being alone, but they also made me more confident in myself. After going on so many of these like solo outings or whatever you want to call them, I really started to gain a lot more confidence in myself and that's when I started to notice the true benefits of solo dating. And honestly, it came as a bit of a shock because I wasn't expecting this to be some sort of like self-realization journey. I really just wanted this to be something where, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable with going out places or going out to places alone. I want to fix that. I want to, you know, spend more time with myself. And in doing so, I ended up changing three massive things in my life. I noticed these three main benefits and that's kind of why I want to encourage you to do the same thing. So here are the three benefits I experienced after solo dating myself for six months. Number one, solo dates made me more confident in myself and what I have to offer. Honestly, nothing makes you realize how valuable your presence is more than a solo date. You know, after going out a few times, I began to crave that alone time the way I used to crave company. I started to realize how valuable my time is, and that made me want to be way more selective with how I spent it. And it's important to know that this realization wasn't in a vain or I'm better than you way. It was a realization founded in respect for myself, and that does wonders for your confidence. I think one of the reasons I struggled with being alone was because I felt like I was going to be judged as if people would see me out alone and think that I had no friends. And I get that that seems irrational, but that's kind of what anxiety does to your brain. Anxiety isn't always rational. Anxiety makes you think about the worst case scenario and then you obsess over it. And this is a mentality that I've carried since I was in middle school. And, you know, as someone who now has a college degree, I think it's time that I grow out of it. So I started to challenge this ideal that if I was out by myself, it meant that I had no friends. If I was out by myself, it meant that I was going to be judged. That was not the case. And people are not that concerned over what you're doing or what you're or who you're with. It's just not something that crosses your mind. Like when you think about 
about it, when you see somebody out alone eating or out alone shopping or out alone reading a book or whatever, your initial thought isn't, wow, they probably have no friends. It's, you know, that they're just out doing their thing. Once I realized that that perspective is the same perspective that most other people also have, it made it a lot more comfortable for me. And that's when I really started to gain that confidence in myself. Understanding how valuable your time is, is something that I didn't necessarily expect from solo dating. I thought that maybe I would you know, gain confidence in the sense that I love myself more or something like that. But I didn't really expect me to view my time as such an asset. So for example, if somebody invites me out on a Friday night or whatever, I can just say, you know, no, I'm just going to stay home. It's not really my thing. And I can feel totally confident in that decision because again, my time is valuable. Your time is valuable. So how we spend it really needs to be kind of however we think will best suit us. When you build that confidence in yourself to say no to things, when you build that confidence in yourself to recognize how valuable your time is, you'll also see how it kind of ripples into other areas of your life as well. I found myself not hanging out with certain people just because it felt like they weren't fitting with what I wanted my life to look like, if that makes sense. And I think that that's totally normal. It's not rude. It's not mean to set boundaries. You can still value people for who they are without needing them to be a constant in your life. But when I recognized how valuable my time was, I really started to make different decisions with how I spent it. And I know what I have to offer. I know that I feel confident in myself. And I think that's kind of understanding about myself is something that I found through solo dating. So the first benefit of solo dating myself was an increase in confidence and a newfound comfort in my own company. Okay, let's move on to the second benefit. Solo dates gave me the opportunity to reflect on my true desires without outside influence. When I first started this journey, I was just dipping my toe into a new industry and thinking about changing careers. And if you've ever been in that position, it can be super, super scary. I had been working the same job since I was 18. I'm 22 now. And the thought of going for something different felt both intimidating and insane. I went on a solo coffee shop date with myself on a random weekday. I needed to get some work done, so I thought I'd make a little date out of it. And while at the shop, I thought about this new career a lot. I was by myself, so it was just kind of me and my thoughts. So I weighed the pros and cons more times than I'd like to admit, just kind of going back and forth between what really the benefits were, what the risks were, and whether or not I wanted to make that jump. And honestly, I really still couldn't decide what the right call was. My initial instinct was to have a chat with my friend and my partner to see what they thought about it, you know, get some input on it. But, you know, then it hit me. I was on this solo date with myself to learn how to trust and connect with myself a bit better, and this was the perfect opportunity to do so. I sat there and thought about both options, and after considering it all, I made the decision on my own. I didn't run to tell anyone or ask for their opinion. I sat with my answer, knowing fully that it was the right one. Without spending alone time with myself to realize what I wanted without external influence, I don't know if I would have made the same decision. And I really do credit that self-awareness to solo dates, because they give you the opportunity to really connect with what it is you really want. This was another unexpected benefit. I had no idea the amount of self-awareness I would gain from going on these solo dates. Another big one that I gained from it was realizing that I am in fact not an extrovert, I'm an introvert. And it was fascinating to me because if you live your entire life believing that you're a certain way and then you take a moment to finally self-reflect and realize that you're the opposite, 
It's a pretty big and harsh realization and it makes you want to dive deeper into who you are. And so when I would be out on these solo dates, sometimes I would bring a journal and I would just go through some like self-learning prompts and just try to learn more about who I am as a person. And I think that that's something we do on a regular date, right? We ask the person or the other person, we ask them, what's your favorite color? Where are you from? What's your family like? We ask them all these questions to get to know them. And now I think I put myself in a position where I had to ask myself those same questions. And again, your initial response to hearing that might be, okay, well, I know myself, obviously, because it's me. I know what my favorite color is. I know what my favorite song is. I know what my family's like. Why do I have to ask myself those questions? And my answer to you would be because sometimes we're not really honest with ourselves. You know, sometimes our brain wants to protect us from what we truly, truly feel. Other times our brain wants us to make a decision, but our heart wants to make another one. Unless you're sitting down with yourself to really think through everything you've got going on up in your brain, then maybe you're not truly understanding what it is that you want. I do this a lot with goal setting as well, because sometimes if I'm setting goals and I'm just sitting at my desk, even if I'm by myself or if I set goals with friends or whatever, I will set goals based off what I think society wants me to achieve. And this is so tricky because I still want to achieve that goal because it still has value to me, but it has value to me based off of what society told me was valuable. A great example of this is like luxury items, right? Something starts trending, everybody gets it because society says this is the bag right now, this is what's trending right now, so everybody hops on it. If we take more time to self-reflect and understand what we truly, truly want in life, I don't necessarily know if we would make the same decisions. A great example of this is fast fashion. I definitely had a problem with that when I was like a teenager and maybe like 16, 17. You'd go to, you know, Forever 21, you'd go to H&M and you would just consume. And I think that there's a whole conversation to be had here on this. But I think it's interesting to see how it intersects with solo dating because I truly believe that now that I know myself more as a person, I also know more of what my fashion looks like. I know more of what I want my quote unquote aesthetic to be. I know what types of, you know, furniture I gravitate towards, not because of what social media tells me is trendy, but because of what I truly, truly like. And I had these conversations with myself. I had this dialogue with myself while out on these solo dates. So for example, I went thrifting. I got myself a little boba. It was a whole day, just kind of me and me hanging out. And while I was driving through the thrift store, I kind of was wondering like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to see today or whatever. And I was able to have this mental conversation with myself like oh like what do you really like like if you could choose anything to wear every single day for the rest of your life what would it actually be and obviously this is a pretty surface level conversation to have like oh it's fashion you might think like what does that really matter shouldn't you be having deeper conversations with yourself and i think that you can get there in time but if you're just starting to go on these solo dates with yourself, ask yourself questions about things that you might think are pretty basic. So when I got to the store, I walked in and I looked for things that felt truly like me. And honestly, I ended up with stuff that is not what's trending on social media right now because that's not what I feel comfortable in. It's not what I feel comfortable wearing. And I posted a TikTok about this a while ago all about how I feel like social media made me lose all sense of personal style. Well, I think my response to that would be that solo dating is helping me find it again. I don't wanna go too far on a tangent there because I could talk about it for so long about how I feel like I've lost my individuality and I feel like solo dating is really what's bringing it back to me because I'm having that time to just be with myself and not have that external influence. So yeah, without spending time alone with myself to realize what I truly, truly want, I don't know 
where I would be right now. I think that it's been absolutely crucial to who I am as a person. And I think that it's one of the best benefits that I've experienced for solo dating. And last but not least, the third benefit to solo dating is this. Solo dates made me more creative than ever. I've gone to countless coffee shops during this whole solo date journey. I just find them to be such quick and easy ways to spend a bit of time with myself without feeling overwhelmed and in a setting that makes me feel inspired. And while out by myself, I noticed that I would have more ideas than normal, like a ton of ideas. As I would sit in my chair drinking my coffee, I would just get an overflow of thoughts. I would think about video ideas, content ideas, business ideas, outlines, scripts, concepts, you know, all sorts of things. And I would just let myself write these out for a bit just to see what would come of it. And then I would do it again the following week and the following week. This was the first time that I really started to connect the dots that being alone with my thoughts didn't have to be a dreadful like downtime. It could be a really creative time. So like I mentioned earlier, a big problem I had with being alone with my myself and my thoughts is that it would almost turn a little bit depressing. I would think about the past, I would think about the future, I would think about where I'm at in life, I would think about all sorts of things because I wasn't really doing anything with my alone time. I was just using it as time to essentially overthink. And this is when it really dawned on me that overthinking doesn't have to be a bad thing as long as it's targeted in a creative way, right? Like, so I was obviously thinking a ton of thoughts, but they were all creative ones. They were inspired ones. They were ones that made me feel full of life instead of tired of it. And honestly, I did this for weeks. I would go out and I would just brain dump all of these ideas that I was having. And I really do think that I was having them because I was alone. I was just able to, you know, think my thoughts and have that conversation with myself, have that dialogue with myself without other people telling me what they thought. And what started as a quick brain dump ended up being a list of over 200 content ideas created over the span of two weeks. And if I never went out by myself to get creative, I don't know how long it would have taken me to think of that massive list of ideas. And I'm still doing it, you know what I mean? Like, and now it could just be for something different. Maybe I go on a solo date to grab a bit of food or whatever, bring my laptop with me and I can get some editing done. I just feel more creative when I'm alone. And I don't think that will be the case for everybody because maybe you feel more creative when you're with other people. But if you go out on a solo date and you just try and think about things that inspire you, I think you might be surprised with the ideas that you've come up with. All right, guys, I hope that sharing these benefits with you has inspired you to take yourself out on a date this week. It's honestly one of the best things I've ever done, and I think we all need to just spend a little bit more time with ourselves. Be intentional with the time you have with yourself. Ask yourself questions as if you're on a date with yourself. Learn about yourself. Learn what you love. Learn what doesn't click with you. Learn what you want to do in life. Learn what you don't want to do in life. My whole solo dating journey has really just been about self-discovery, and I've learned so much about myself throughout the whole process. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. It means the world to me. Thank you so much for being here and for supporting me. I honestly can't tell you guys how much it honestly does mean to me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to rate it over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out and also helps get the podcast out to more people who might benefit from it. But that's all I have for you guys this week. Thank you so much again for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys all next week on Onwards and Upwards.